Well, good morning. Or a good day. Or a good evening, whenever you're listening to this. This is Jim. And I was just thinking. Out for a little walk with Reagan this morning. Get that taken care of. Another nice morning here. Got a half moon almost directly overhead. It's about 6.45 in the morning. And uh, the dawn is breaking now. Definitely noticed the difference since the autumnal equinox. Definitely not as light as early definitely darker a lot sooner I was actually watching a movie last evening and I finished up I'm like wow must be really late because it's pitch black out yeah it was 8 o'clock if I look off into the distance you can just start to see the beginnings of the leaves starting to change so they, they get that I don't know what you'd call it. That pre-green color. You're like, oh, you guys are going to change pretty soon. They're still green. You know? Haven't started changing yet, but... Like I said, it's that pre-green kind of... Oh, you're going to do something. So, there you go. Anyway... I'm out here to stretch out my legs after my 10-mile run yesterday. I have a five-mile run today, but we'll do that after church this morning. We've changed to regular hours again. My church does uh, does summer hours in order to uh, get people in and out before the hottest part of the day. So... Our, our late mass at church is 10.30 during the summer, but goes back to 11.30 for the rest of the year. And that's just too darn late for me. So I'll be going to 8.30 this morning. So we'll run afterwards, but it works out because, you know... Somewhere around 10 when I actually do my run. It won't be particularly hot. So it's still good running weather. Anyway. So I've been doing some reading. And I wanted to share with everybody here. Ooh, I don't know how many years ago I got this book. But it's the Hanson's Distance Project Training Plan manual, I guess you'd call it. It's a decent-sized book. Say probably 250 pages, maybe 300 pages. Outlines the entire Hanson's training plan, so... I had originally become a fan of them. Oh, geez. Many, many years ago, because... When I came up through 
running back in the 80s. And they may still be a thing. I just don't see them on the TV anymore. Um, used to have the, uh, the running clubs. Athletics West, Sub 4. Sub 4 was the big one. But Athletics West was another big one. And of course, it looked very much like my high school track meets. They had their own uniforms that they ran around, these special singlets and stuff, and it all looked very cool. And I was like, wow, that would be cool to be fast enough to actually join one of these groups. Well, Hanson's is like that. They have their own training. They have their own singlet. And uh, I forget where I noticed that I could actually purchase one, but I did. So I actually have a... Hanson's Racing singlet, which I like to use. And uh, I have the shorts to go with it, but yeah, those shorts have seen better days. I'll probably need to get another pair. So I have the uh, the entire uniform. But uh, anyway, so probably a couple years after that, I saw, oh, well, I have the actual book out there. Why don't I get the book and just read up on this? Even if I don't do it, it's, you know... It's an interest, you know, what do other training plans think about, you know, how to properly train for people. And, of course, Hanson's has had some success um, with some of their runners on the professional level. So, there you go. And, best part about it, they're from my, my good friend Kevin's favorite state of Michigan. He loves Michigan, so... Anyway, all right, it's enough teasing my buddy there. So, I was reading their plan, and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. And then I kind of put it away, basically forgot about it. And I've come back to it now. The reason I've come back to it now is, you know, I was, of course, I have a, a marathon I'm training for right now. And I'm just training to finish. I'm not trying to go for a particular time goal. Um, although, if I can finish five hours or less, that'd be great. But as long as I finish before, you know, they stop timing, I'm happy. All right? I'll check off another state, and that'll be that. But one of the things I was wondering about was whether or not I'm done doing marathons after this. Because... For all of my marathon training, I have been very much in the camp of Mr. Galloway. And this is not a knock on the Galloway training program, all right? I want to say that out, right? But one of the things that comes with the Galloway training program, if you follow the actual program for the marathon, is this 28- or 29-mile run. Well, let's just cut to the chase. I do not have time for a six-hour run on a Saturday or a Sunday. Because that'll include an extra hour of driving to where I'd have to go to do a 28 or 29 mile run, which is a rail trail 25 minutes from my house. And of course, after you're on your feet for six hours, you tend to be tired. So I'll end up coming home and probably taking a three hour power nap. Well, that's basically my entire day. So you'd need to be able to devote an entire day to training. Definitely can't do that on Saturdays because there's other things that need to happen on Saturdays. And Sundays are tricky to do as well. 
because, you know, do you really want to spend your, your last day before you go back to work running and sleeping? Some people would, but I'd like to say I did something else besides running and sleeping. So I was thinking, you know, if I'm going to stick to this, this training plan, I'm pretty much now a half marathoner because that I can do. Um, the time commitment for half marathons is something that I can do. Um, <clears throat> and it still allows for a good long run. All right. But yeah, it does not require me to be uh, on my feet for six, six plus hours to get that last long run in. So that may be what I do. Well, then I came across this Hansen's book again. And of course, Hansen's takes a very different approach than pretty much every other training plan. Um, Galloway definitely goes further in the long run, but most training plans, as you know, have this fairly arbitrary number of 20 miles. You gotta do a 20 miler, and that's as far as you go. And a 20 miler is gonna be you know, usually somewhere between three and four weeks out from your race day. And then of course you're gonna you're gonna taper down. Everyone all knows this one. So many training plans that look very much like so many other training plans. Galloway takes you further out, and that's for the mental part of it, so that you can say to yourself, hey. I ran 29 miles in training. What's 26 on a race? And I get that. And there's definitely value in that. That having been said, I don't have the commitment time for that. That's just an entire day that I don't have to spend to do that. So looking at Hansen's, and Hansen's doesn't do that. In fact, Hansen's... Um, doesn't have you go over 16 miles in training, but that's not because they just like you to run less. They actually come at it in a different angle, and I thought this was interesting. So every other training plan that'll take you to 20 or greater all does the same thing. They usually give you a day off before that long run because you need to rest your legs up because you're going to go, you know... 26 miles today in training or 20 miles in training, right? <clears throat> and then you go out and you do your run. Hansen's wants to simulate 16 miles of, of training, but not the first 16. They want to simulate the last 16. And so what they're going to do is they're going to actually have you running several days before that so that you are not fresh when you come out for those 16 miles. It's still going to be an easy run. You're not, you do not need to do it at a particular pace. All right. But you're not going to show up with, you know, 24 hour rested, fresh legs. You're going to come up with legs that are a little bit tired, which is going to be a lot more realistic to what you're going to feel in those last 16 miles because of course you've already done a 10 mile run that day and I thought that's an interesting way to look at it so in addition to that their plan absolutely puts a hard stop on any run that goes over 3 hours but actually would rather you don't run more than 2 
according to the literature they pulled in. And uh, it seems pretty reasonable that, uh, you know, the adaptations you are going to make from running, and again, this is straight on running. This is not Galloway run walk. The walking part does add um, uh, new variables to the equation um, that are not in this one. So this is just straight running. Um, but that at two hours of straight running, that's pretty much it, all right? Once you go past that, you really are just starting to beat the heck out of your legs now. That's really all you're doing. Your adaptations pretty much hit right there around the two-mile mark, two-hour mark. So I thought, well, that's interesting. I could definitely give, you know, a two- or a two-and-a-half-hour commitment. That I can definitely do. I have no issues with running a bit longer during the week, because, of course, Hanson's will also have you doing things like an eight-mile run during the week. And I can do that. Um, so I'm giving some serious thought to, after this training cycle is over, to giving the Hanson's plan a, uh, a look-see to see what happens. And then, you know, pick a marathon in the spring and see what I get. So... That's where we are. So, we'll see what we will see. Because I'd like to be able to continue to do marathons, but, you know, you know, being able to give up an entire day to do training, it just, that's just not in the plan. So, there it is. Other thing also that's uh, also very different, uh, again, where I live anyway. If I lived in Florida, probably not so much of an issue because uh, you don't have to deal with this thing we have up here in Pennsylvania called snow and ice. You don't tend to have it uh, in uh, in Florida. I mean, if you want ice, you got to go to your freezer to go find it. Um, but, uh, you know, and that is crap weather. You know, it's very difficult to do a Galloway training run on your treadmill. It's possible. I'm not going to say you can't do it. It's an awful lot of button pressing, um, you know, on off, particularly if you have a small ratio like a 30 30 or a 30 15. I mean, you're probably getting more of an arm workout, honestly, than you're getting anything else with all of the button pressing. And for those of us who are older in age and can no longer see what those buttons say without wearing their glasses. Uh, it requires me to wear my, my reading glasses when I run, which is not something I would normally want to do. So that kind of makes the whole run walk on the treadmill um, a non sequitur for me. Whereas if what I need to do is a five mile run and I can just go straight through, I can do that pretty easily on the treadmill. Not too big of a deal. So. So there's some benefits there. So we'll see what we'll see. I am uh, I am pulling in one of the uh, Hanson's training ideas right now as I ramp up, and that is that before my long runs on the weekend, I am doing consecutive runs. So I ran uh, Thursday, Friday. Uh, this week before I ran my long run on Saturday. I got five miles today and then I get a day off tomorrow. And then I run again on Tuesday. I get a day off on Wednesday and then I run the rest of the week. So total running is going to definitely go up. And 
I've used that strategy before. Um, my buddy Kevin will remember this when I went out and every run I did was a 10 mile run. Um, there's another gentleman who shares my first name who uh, was doing something similar to that out in uh, the center of the country. And that was it. I just, everything I did was a 10 mile run. It was straight through, it was not Galloway. And I showed up for, what was it? Um, and it got canceled this year. Um, Air Force Marathon. And uh, I was in the best shape I've ever been in uh, for a marathon. Um, because every other marathon I've done uh, as a run walk. And the pacer for that year was not doing that. And for whatever reason, I just decided, you know what? All right, I'll, I'll do this straight run thing with you. Uh, until, uh, you know, starts to feel a little bit too much, and then I'll just back off and do my own thing, all right? Um, again, I wasn't there for a time goal. It was just to go ahead and finish. Well, sure enough, um, I actually hung with that lady who was the 430 pacer. I hung with her all the way up until mile 21, straight through. Um, it's the farthest I've ever straight run in my life. Uh, I did fall off the pace at that point, but I didn't stop. Um, you know, I kept going. Um, I just couldn't keep up her pace anymore. And I ended up uh, PRing that year. I ended up doing uh, 435.59. So I went, hmm, there's something to doing a lot of runs and a lot of miles during the week to make it a lot easier for you when you do... Uh, when you do that long 26.2 uh, run uh, as a race. So we'll see what we'll see, you know. There's definitely lots of other people using these kinds of ideas, so we'll see what we see. But wanted to share that. If I have any more insights from, uh, from this, I will be sure to pass them along. But from the uh, early morning road out here in PA, with my uh, my trusty companion Reagan, this is JD saying, "Have a great day." Who's a good puppy, huh? Who's a good puppy? <laughs> <laughs>